0: Behind the Shades. This is another episode of Behind the Shades with my friend, Catherine. And Catherine, why don't you let everyone know who you are? Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay, well, I'm Catherine Curry. Um, I run a virtual assistance company called K Curry VA. Um, I started it about three years ago when I fell pregnant with my first child. Um, I'd spent sort of 17, 18 years working in corporate doing customer service roles and member relations and a lot of admin, a lot of managerial admin side of things. Um, and I just couldn't go back to working 50, 60 hours a week for someone else and feeling like <clears throat> like my time wasn't really that valued. Um, so after a conversation with one of my clients at my previous job, they mentioned this whole virtual assistance thing. And that's where it all began. Um, I left my job, I set up the business, and I haven't looked back. (laughs) Um, But within six months of launching, I fell pregnant again and um, freaked out completely thinking, how the hell am I gonna have two kids and run a business and do everything I need to do and want to do? Um, But actually, as soon as my little boy came along, that kind of reaffirmed that I'd made the right decision. And I had some amazing clients at the time that were really supportive of me working around my kids. And it's just kind of growing from strength to strength. So yeah, it's uh, keeping me busy, being a mom of two, a wife, the household, the business, (laughs) keeping me on my toes.
0: You know what, I would say that it's not easy because you don't hear, and maybe a lot of people do do, but you definitely don't hear a lot of people saying that you know what, today's the day that I need to do something for myself. I'm gonna give up my corporate job, I'm gonna give up the desk job, I'm gonna give up being a manager, an executive, whatever the case is, right? they're going to say that you know what i need to do something for me because i think and i was the same way and i'll let you answer i think as we get older we start to appreciate and say that you know what i there's more to my life than what i'm currently doing Mm -hmm. right i can make a bigger difference than i am because i think growing up i went to school and i learned and then in my 20s i was like this is the job i want you know the desk job, the, the, the dress pants, the dress shirt and everything. Yeah. Then once you achieve it, you're like, is this it? Am I going to be here for the next 30 to 40 years? And then you realize, okay, I went to school and I did all this maybe because I was told to do this, but I have this passion over here. Was that your state of mind when you decided, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. I need to do something else.
1: Um, yeah, to a degree it was, I think, um, you get very comfortable when you're in a desk job or when you're in a nine to five, you know, you've got that under normal circumstances, you've got that security of knowing you've got that money coming in the bank at the end of every month. Um, and as much as I enjoyed the job and I loved the people I worked with and I loved the clients that I worked with, I was getting to the end of the day and switching off. And that was that, like, it it was a job. I was doing it for somebody else. There was no real satisfaction there for me. And when I fell pregnant, I'd never been very maternal anyway. Like I'd never seen kids in my future when I was growing up. Um so when I met my husband, my entire life perspective changed anyway, because all of a sudden all I wanted to do was be a stay at home mum. But the bills have still got to be paid, right?
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Someone has to pay them, right?
1: Yeah. So it was kind of, it was finding something that enabled me to use the skills that I'd learned over all those years, that I enjoyed doing, that I was passionate about doing, but that also meant that I could be that stay-at-home mum that I wanted to be. Um, And the more I looked into the whole world of virtual assistants, the more I realized that it just fit in perfectly to what I wanted. Um, And it meant that, you know, if I want to take the kids out for the day, I can if I need to take them to the dentist or the doctors or whatever, you know, there's I don't have to get permission from somebody else to do it. I don't have to feel like I'm letting anybody down because I work the hours that I wanna work. Um, And that was really important to me. I just, I, I needed to be there for my kids and I needed to, the business is kind of for me, but it's also very much for them in that I want to build a legacy for them. I want to know that once they hit their teens, early 20s, they're moving out, you know, I want to be able to help get the deposit for their first house or buy their first car or whatever it might be without having to worry about if I do that, am I going to be able to put food on the table for the next week? (laughs) So it was, it really was kind of finding that balance between finding something for me and something for them and for their future.
0: that's beautiful the way you said it because I think um, legacy is important. Right. I don't have children myself, but there's a legacy that I want to leave. You have children now, and then there's a legacy you want to leave. Right. You want to leave something for them. And I'm a big fan and I wish more people would focus on like generational wealth and generational assets, right? that You know, if Catherine has started this, she can pass it down to her children. They could, you know what, make it um, her business 2.0, pass it to their children 3.0. And then it's always upgrading, always getting better. Um, Do you think that there's some people that maybe they live their whole life without ever considering what they're going to leave behind after they've passed on? Um,
1: I think there are a lot of people that do. I think um, a lot of people live very much in the present, especially now with our current circumstances, you know, people can't see the ne- what's going to happen the next week, the next month, let alone after they've gone. Um, and so, i I think a lot of people do fail to prepare for that um and i think there's a lot of um responsibility on us to make sure that the next generation is even better than we've had it you know you always want more for your kids than you want for yourself and and i think that's really important because i think that's the only way that society in general is going to keep moving forward is if we're constantly thinking about what we're leaving behind
0: yeah like i know when we initially started talking you said initially that you're helping mothers Yes. Right. So how was that experience? Since we're talking about like um, wanting our children to be better, you now with two children, how was that experience saying that, you know what, now I'm a mother and I'm helping mothers. How was that?
1: Um, Well, it was it, it was something I really felt really strongly about. And the reason I chose to work with mothers initially was because I felt that I could relate to them. You know, I had the same pain points that they had. I had the same struggles, the same thoughts going through my mind and to be able to support another family to give them better quality of life was something that was really important to me because you know do juggle a lot parents you know you're trying to do the best for your kids but at the same time you do have responsibilities that you have to live up to and it can be emotionally really draining because you constantly feel guilt you know whether if you're working in the business you feel guilty that you're not spending time with your family if you're spending time with your family you feel guilty you're not serving your clients Um, So to be able to kind of take that pressure off people was something that I felt really strongly about. And so I spent the first sort of two and a half years dedicated to finding mothers or fathers, but particularly mothers that were starting up their own business and supporting them to find that balance and being able to take away the stuff that didn't really need to be done by them specifically to free up their time a little bit so they could spend time with their kids. Um, as it happens over the last year, my, my perspective hasn't changed. I still feel very strongly about that, but I actually see that I can be of more value in a slightly different area. Um, so I've now kind of changed the focus of the business, um, working more with medium sized companies that have quite heavy sales admin, um, so a lot of like insurance companies or merchant services companies that require a lot of back and forth with a client before a contract can be confirmed Um, and there's a lot of administration involved in getting all of that set up and I think it just it kind of takes me back to what I was doing in corporate a little bit more so I think it's just more of a comfort zone thing Um, and I can really see the value and how I can help and one of the clients i've been working with over the last year has done some phenomenal stuff over the last 12 months considering the circumstances and he's he's really kind of shown how invaluable having that admin support can be and knowing that i can i can give it to him with ease is it it just kind of gives me a little bit more satisfaction and i've just so yeah i've just kind of changed where the business is going so although my passion is still to help families the industry that I'm focusing on is slightly different now.
0: Do you find that there's um, a difference in how you approach it or do you still have that, um, that maternal instinct when you're dealing with corporations now even though you're not dealing with the mothers and the fathers? Of the I world?
1: think I still approach it in the same way because I think the, the idea of it is still the same in that the reason I'm there to support them is to give them a better work-life balance because so many people, especially when they're sort of one man bands or or small businesses, you know, they're working 12, 13 hour days, seven days a week, just to keep their head above water and to keep the business moving forward. And it just, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, And they're missing out on living life because they're living in their business. And um, so I think I still approach it with the same mindset. Um, Obviously just the tasks and the advertising side of it slightly different.
0: How do you get someone to realize that they need that work life balance? Like, let's say, for example, you're to use me, right? Like, how would you help me to come to the realization that, you know what, I need to have a balance, I need, I need to have more balanced life?
1: And I think it's during that initial consultation. Um, I mean, most people will approach me because, you know, they want to grow their business, so they need more hands on deck. Um, and it's kind of during that initial conversation, we just talk about, you know, why did you start the business in the first place? What was the reason behind going into business? Was it because you wanted to work 13 hours a day? Or was it because you wanted the financial freedom to live your life and to travel and to spend time with your loved ones or pursue your hobbies or whatever it was? It You've got to take them back to the beginning and say, well, why aren't you doing that now? You know, why aren't you following your passion? Why aren't you following your dream? Because you don't have time because you're working in your business. And with a lot of people, their business is their passion. You know, if they've started a business, it's because they're passionate about it. But that doesn't mean they want to be in it all day, every day. You know, there's, it, there's a very big difference between working on your business and working in your business. And it's just helping them during that initial consultation to kind of realize that and say, do you know what? Yeah, I don't want to spend my day doing admin. I want to spend my day overseeing the business and seeing my passion grow. Um, and so then that's where I step in and take over the admin and allow them to do that.
0: Is that something that you had to learn for yourself considering that you're working such long hours in the corporate world and now you left that to do that? Did you have to learn that as well? Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't think, I don't think any business can be successful with one person on their own. I think you have to have a team to support you. You have to have the right people in your life to support the decisions that you're making, um, as well as to keep you grounded and question you from time to time to make sure that you're not kind of going away with the fairies into some unknown (laughs) territory. Um, so yeah, I think I think kind of making people realize that they're not on their own is a big part of it. And so, sort of saying, you know, I'm here to help. I'm here to support you. Just like my partner did for me when I started the business. He took on a lot of extra responsibilities to allow me to pursue it, to get it to a point where I'm not working in my business 24-7 anymore. Um, and I have a team on board with me. I've got a team of four other people that help me with the day-to-day stuff and, and I'd be lost without them. So I think kind of reiterating that experience with potential clients just helps them realize what they can have as well.
0: And how does it feel now to be able to kick up your feet and say, you know what, I get to relax.
1: (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) It is amazing.
0: (laughs) Um,
1: I only, to be honest, I only really give myself maybe one day a week that is just about me. Um, I switch off. I don't do any client work. I don't work on the business. Um, I just do stuff that I want to do. Take the dog for a walk, enjoy the sunshine when it's out, you know, the, the little things in life that is easy to take for granted if you don't take the time to appreciate it. Um, but yeah, just knowing that I can do that without having to answer to anybody is lovely.
0: <laughs> do you find a, a difference um, in your client base between let's say, um, let's say parents, right? Do you find that um, your experience with um, mothers, do you find that um, the way you would interact with them is different than maybe those in the corporate world?
1: I don't think the way I interact with them is different. I think I'm very much me at all times. And if you don't like me, the chances are you're not going to be a client. Um, And I I stay very true to myself. But I think the way, I think their behaviors are very different. Um, So I tend to find working with more corporate clients, you know, they have a very clear vision of where they want to go the steps they're going to take to get there what they want to achieve so the briefs that I get are very much this is what I want doing and this is how I want it doing just get it done whereas with the the mothers and the startups and the more family orientated people they have a very clear end goal but the steps of how to get there can be a bit fluffy and it can be you know they they tend to be a little bit less decisive and need a little bit more guidance and a little bit more hand-holding um and a little bit more input on okay well if this is what you want to achieve why don't we try x y and z to get there um so yeah their approach to business is, is very different but my approach to them will still be the same
0: <laughs> and that brings me to my point that um i think mentorship is big um, for a lot of people um i think sometimes even myself included um that's one thing i want to take advantage of when I started to do this was to learn from others Um, because I don't want to be in a position where I think that I know it all where there's people in this industry five years ten years you know I couldn't if I was becoming a parent I could learn from you because you've been there and you've done that right it's not like there's a a guy that we're born with right we come out the womb and you know what I have book a book b (laughs) you know (laughs) It's more of let's learn from each other. And because one thing that I've learned along the way of this is that you learn so much from failing, mm-hmm. right? When something does, when something goes wrong, that's the true test. It's like, okay, you know what? This went wrong. Either could ignore it and it gets worse or you take it head on and say, how am I going to resolve this? Because when you own your own company, your own business, your own startup, whatever the case is, it's you. The corporate world is easy. There's a mistake, you know, when it rolls up and then it rolls down. You know how it is. Yeah. <laughs> but when it's yours, it rolls to you and it stops there. Yeah. Right? Um, are these lessons that you've experienced and ultimately share with the people that you deal with now?
1: Um. I mean, yeah, I've, I've made my fair few mistakes over the last few years. Absolutely. Um, from anything from the type of advertising I've done to... Um, the way I've interacted with potential clients, um, it—they are mistakes that we're all ma- that we all make. We're all human, and it, it is a case of don't take it personally. Just look at the facts and say, okay, that piece of advertising didn't work. It's not because of me. It's because of something to do with the system or the process. So let's find where it went wrong and fix it. Um, and I've taken a lot of guidance. The, the virtual assistant community in the UK is really strong. Um, so, I did sign up to um, the Professional Virtual Assistance Association. So, I've got that support there from people that really set the industry standards. So, if there is any question of how to deal with any situation, I've got people I can turn to to sort of say, okay, well, what's, what's the general rule? How do we deal with that? Um, and it's very much a, a collaboration over competition type attitude between VAs. You know, we are all in the same business, but we all target different people, we all specialize in different areas. Um, so it's really nice. Like there's a really strong online community of VAs. Um, so there's always people that we can turn to, to sort of say, oh, I think I balls up. How do I fix it? Or I think I'm about to make a mistake. How can I stop this from happening? Um, and so as a part of that, and as a part of kind of experiencing that kind of support, I've actually set up my own VA coaching program, um, that I'm hoping to launch this year to help new people that are coming into the industry and kind of talk them through okay well these are the things that you have to have you know you have to be registered with these these associations you have to have this kind of insurance um because I think there's a lot of technicalities that are required that people don't realize you know a lot of people think I've got a laptop I can be a VA and there's so much more to it than that um so I'm hoping that I can use the experience and the mistakes that I've made to kind of support other VAs as they come into the industry to make sure that they are setting up for success and not tripping at the first hurdle.
0: Yeah, because as you probably have experienced, I will point out, the beginning is so key, Yeah. right? Um, You know, we don't want want a situation to happen and then someone's like, how do I deal with this? And then they become discouraged and then self-doubt is something that is so dangerous how do you as a person that has gone through this that's helping others virtually and so on and so forth how impactful do you feel self-doubt is
1: oh it's massive absolutely massive as soon as as soon as self self self-doubt takes hold it can be the breaking point of a business and I think that's where that that strong network comes in because if you are starting to doubt yourself, you know, you've got I'm I'm lucky in that I've got previous clients that I can reflect on the work that I've done for them and say, do you know what, yeah, I did that and they've written me some great testimonials. They really appreciated what I did. They, you know, they saw the value in it. They saw the expertise in it. I can do it. I can do it. I've done it before. I can do it again. Um and you know, we all have a wobble even after 3 years of being in business. I still have a wobble and think oh am I the right person to be offering this service or you know I see it on Facebook someone needs certain services and I think oh you know I could do that but should I really apply there's so many other people saying that they can do it too um but you just kind of have to put yourself out there and kind of fight through it because at the end of the day you know I've got now 20 years experience doing this like I know I can do this stuff and it is just an emotional wobble and it takes sometimes my husband to give me a kick up the bum and say don't be ridiculous you've been doing it for years of course you can do it Um and a perfect example of that came up this week actually there was an opportunity to apply to be um, on the advisory board of the professional associate association for VAs um, and I just thought oh have I been doing it long enough you know, to apply for it. Should I apply for it? Yeah, it's a really big job and I'd be really responsible for, you know, overseeing things and supporting other people. Is it really for me? And my husband said, of course it is. You've been doing it for years in managerial roles and you've been running your VA business now for three years. Like, just apply. What's the worst that can happen? They say no and you carry on doing what you're doing. Like, it's not going to affect you. So just give it a go. Um, and I think that's that's the way to look at it is if you go for something and someone says no, What's the worst that's going to happen? You know, your, your whole world's not going to fall around, be, fall, fall down around you, is it? It's you just carry on, you pick yourself up and you carry on. And I think to kind of approach every situation with that mindset of what's the worst that can happen will just put you in positions that you probably never would have thought you'd be in, but the opportunities are huge.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing like, if once you, and I always tell people this, once you do something, and if it fails, and if you don't get it, the worst that happens is you're in the same situation you would have been if you didn't apply. Yeah. Right? But imagine if you were to take that step, that leap, and you're successful, the possibilities is endless. Mm-hmm. And I was speaking to someone else um, a couple of days ago regarding another interview, and I told them, the fear of failure sometimes is so much more stronger than actually failing because you have what is my husband gonna think what is my wife gonna think what is my friends gonna think what is my inner circle gonna think right and then you create the situation in your head that is so much bigger than it actually is but it should just be you know what let me try this because no one else really cares if, you're, if you are really thinking about it right <laughs> <laughs> they don't really care right but In our minds, as humans, we think everyone does care, right? We think that, you know what, the the 70-year-old down the street is watching us. We think, you know, the (laughs) five-year-old with the toys in the neighborhood is watching us. But in reality, no one's really watching. And unless we tell them, no one is even really paying attention. So we should just take the risk. And you know what, if it doesn't work out, we pick ourselves up, dust off our shoulders, and we try again, but we know we've learned something. Have you ever experienced yep. one of those moments where you're like this didn't go according to plan, but you know what? Next time I'm going to do better.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I've been lucky in a way in that um, I haven't had to do a huge amount of networking to get the business to where it is. Um, I've had a lot of it through referrals and people coming, approaching me. And so it was only really in the last six months I have started doing the whole networking thing. And the first, networking event that i went to was online and the minute they said my name that i was going to be presenting myself next i had a massive panic attack and i logged off because i just i felt so overwhelmed and so underprepared and i just thought oh i can't do this i can't do this and i logged off um and so i kind of i went to my husband i said i freaked out i panicked i don't know what to do and he said just try again it's not a big deal you know, no, nobody knows. Nobody knows why you logged off. Nobody knew who you were. It's not a problem. You try again. So I booked into the next event and I did the next event, sailed through it. Absolutely fine. Um, and the same with with podcast interviews as well. I, I've only started really doing them in the last three or four months. And the first couple, I was really shaky. I was really nervous. And I just thought, oh, is this for me? You know, how, how's it going to benefit me? Is it, you know, are people going to think I'm a complete idiot? And I just thought so what if they do (laughs) ones that are meant to be in my life will be in my life and the ones that aren't won't and uh, and that's all that really matters so yeah you just got to keep putting yourself out there and that little bit of fear is good i think you know to push through that little bit of fear is it gives you a lot more satisfaction at the end of it
0: especially when you conquer it right like when you're like i beat it it makes you feel so good and you you've had this strong support system and i think that is also important because you have your, your spouse cheering you on, right? You want that group of people at the end of the finish line saying that, you know what? You got this, keep going, keep pushing through. It's like um, it's like a race. I don't know if you ever watched like the Olympics or anything like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Where you have your whole team cheering, jumping up and down, they're screaming your name and you feel that you're running on empty, but because of their enthusiasm, their energy propels you further. How important yeah. to you is your support system.
1: Oh, it's absolutely essential. Absolutely. Um, I mean, my husband is my biggest cheerleader and he has visions for my business so much bigger than I'd ever have. You know, like he sees us traveling internationally to massive speaking events. And I'm like, no, I'm all right, actually. I'm all right <laughs> like keeping it a little bit lower scale than that. Um, so I kind of have to be the one to keep him grounded. but knowing that he sees that potential in me and in my ideas and in my business just gives me the confidence to keep pushing and and my kids you know they don't know what's going on they're only three and two years old so but knowing that my purpose is for, to do it for them that that in itself is enough to get me up every morning and, and keep pushing me out of my comfort zone because i, I want to make it a success for them
0: that, that's good and I, and I love hearing that it reminds me of um a story when one of my friends i spoke to him he wished me happy new year and I made, and he asked me about my podcast. I was like, Yeah, you know what's going well? I'm networking, and there's a lot of people. And I told him that last year I started. I started the business name Mark May 22nd, 2020. Um, I did my first interview September of last year. So I told him from September to the end of 2020, I had recorded 40 podcast interviews. Wow. And then I gave him the joke, I was like, do you remember when you were kids, because you've known each other a long time, I was like, do you remember when you were kids? And I said that when I get rich, I want to have a mansion big enough that we all can live there, we all have our separate rooms. He's like, yeah, he's like, that's my dream. And he started to laugh. <laughs> he's like, you're gonna have a 52 bedroom mansion? I was like, why not? I if I need 60, it will be 60. But that's how big you want it because you want the people around you to say that, you know, I remember you saying that you're gonna be this. Do you still have that dream? I was like, yeah, you know what? I have that dream and then some. Is that yeah. like what your what your husband is doing for you? Saying that, you know what? We're gonna be talking all over the world. We're gonna meet, be meeting presidents. We're gonna be kissing babies. We're gonna be <laughs> doing all those things, right? Is he like taking your dream and just amplifying it for you? And then you're like, you know what? I can do this.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, when I started, it was very much gonna be just me. Um, and then by the end of the first year, he was like, oh, you know, we need to turn it into an agency. You need to get a whole team on board so that you're not doing any of it. You're just the face of the business. And, um, and then by the end of the second year, he was like, yeah, we're going to be traveling the world and you're going to be a speaker and a coach and this, that and the other. And, you know, at the time that he says it, I just think, yeah, okay, that's like that's like way in the future, like maybe one day. And at the end of each year, I'm just that little bit closer to actually making it happen. And, and so, yeah, having him dream bigger than beyond my wildest dreams it definitely helps to push me to push my goals further and to be um less accepting of just getting by or you know just meeting that next target i need to be smashing that next target and doubling that next target and and uh, yeah he's definitely my driving force in keeping that dream going
0: well, so what advice would you give someone who's who's starting out like, What do you tell them who's like, you know what? I want to take the first step. What do you think their first step should be and why?
1: I think their first step definitely needs to to do that, to be to do their research. Like don't go into the industry blind because there are so many pitfalls that can catch you out. Um, And there are so many people out there that are prepared to take advantage. Um, And you could end up spending a lot of money getting prepared um, that you really don't need to be spending. Um, so it is It is very much do your research and make sure 100% before you commit to it that this is the right the right direction for you and the right job for you. Um, and then on top of that, it's don't expect to be successful on your own. Like whether you get a mentor or an accountability coach or a business coach or just someone that's been there already that you can look up to and, and throw ideas about with, I think that that is kind of essential is having somebody that's kind of been there before, even if it's not someone that you're paying for, even if it's just someone in a, in a community online that that can help support you. It's, it is taking that next step, um, with someone rather than just doing it on your own.
0: You think you can do it all alone, but you definitely need at least one other person because no one has done anything by themselves, right? Yeah. So for you, what's next for, for Catherine, what's next for you?
1: Um, The next 12 months for me, we'll see the release, official release of my coaching course and my coaching program for new VAs in the industry. And I'm hoping to have that certified by the association so that it is one of the recommended coaching courses within the industry. Um, And and to just grow the VA side of the business. You know, like I said before, I've got a team of four already on board. I hope to have that doubled by the end of the year. Um, I've got some wonderful clients that are also looking to grow their business, which should in turn grow mine because our company is taking over the entire admin process of their business. So, um, yeah, just to keep growing and keep, keep getting bigger day by day.
0: What's, um, what's an accomplishment that you're really proud of in regards to your business?
1: Um, I think when I took on the first, the first member of my team, I think once I realized that the contracts coming in were beyond my own capacity, that's when I really realized like, yeah, this is, this is going to go somewhere. Like this is set for life now. This is what I want to do um, and I can do it. And I think that was a really big achievement for me. It was kind of that realization that I'm not just playing at it anymore. This is my business and and this is serious.
0: <laughs> did you think that you wouldn't be able to get this far? Like I know we touched on self doubt, right? Like did that ever enter your mind or did you always think that, you know what? I'm confident, I have the experience. I know I can do this.
1: Um. In the early days, I struggled with imposter syndrome quite badly. And I I did doubt myself an awful lot to the point that I kept the security blanket of a part-time job just to make sure my mortgage was paid. Um, And it took me a long time to get past that. Even though I was having inquiries, I was having clients sign up um, and I was starting to make money, I still didn't really feel that it was real. And I think it was only really since COVID hit, actually, and I kept clients that i had and i took on a couple of extra clients that i thought wow even in the middle of a global pandemic i'm still going with this like i am definitely one of the lucky ones and i think that's what really hit me when when i i i'd succeeded by that point like it doesn't matter what's in my bank account doesn't matter what what's going on there for me that i'd succeeded because i was still going so
0: yeah and i, th- and I think that's what a lot of people have to look at right like they view success as you know what, I have six figures coming into my bank account. Whereas like, no, you've you've done something a lot of businesses haven't done that you were able to sustain your client base, sustain your asset best, sustain your company. Um, do you feel that sometimes we confuse the two versus saying that you know what success means I'm rich versus it just being me being successful, meaning that I have a brand and it's a well, it's a well established brand with a good reputation?
1: I definitely think success is a completely misunderstood term because success for everybody is very different. You know, success for some people is just making it through the week. And you know what, in these current times, that's okay. You know, you've survived another week. That's that's something to be proud of. Um, whereas, yeah, for other people, they don't feel like they've they're successful till they've hit the two comma club. And you just think like, for me personally, if that's the only thing you're focusing on, you're missing out on so much life has to give. Like there is so much more to life than zeros in your bank account. And if I can if I can convince one person of that in my lifetime, then I, I feel like I've succeeded because yeah, money is not everything. And you just, you look at what people can achieve with nothing and just think like that's something to be proud of. And money doesn't mean anything. It's nice to have, don't get me wrong. It's nice to have, we all want it and it pays for nice <laughs> trips and everything else. But that, that won't be my my marker for success.
0: Yes, I, I think it, it, it in a way robs us of the joy of success, mm. right, because we can have something, you know, you can be helping, you go from helping one person to 10 people to 100 people, right? And you're happy because you're making a difference and you know what, you're putting that kind of energy out there. Yeah. But when we focus on the money aspect, it robs us of that joy because how many people can honestly say, they've helped one person. How many people can say they've actually helped a hundred people, right? Not many. Yeah. Yeah. But we shouldn't let the the brackets of our the tax bracket affect and rob us of that of that joy. And it's humbling to hear that, you know what, you've been able to continue forward and still enjoy it because you look like you are enjoying it a lot.
1: Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. And um, you know, I've been in talks with a couple of people that are hopefully gonna become clients in the next month or so. And it's just nice to be a part of their passion. Like there are some people that are just so passionate about what they're doing. And, you know, I've got a couple of coaches as clients and they're just, they're so in love with what they do every day. And to be a part of that and to feel that is just, it's so satisfying for me because it just, it gets me excited to see them succeed.